0: Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to another episode of Endless Potential. I am very excited about this one. I am feeling very philosophical today. I have had a little bit of a rough week. Um, uh, there's just a lot going on in my head. I am just like super emotional. There was an eclipse last week, so I'm just very like <laughs> all over the place. However today we're going to get into astrology, which really was like the thing that kind of sparked my spiritual journey. I've always been interested in astrology. I just loved, I don't know, it, I've always loved kind of figuring out like what the purpose of things are and like why I am the way that I am and why I do the things that I do. It's why I love psychology so much. But When I really started to take a dive into my astrology, I learned so much about myself, about why I'm so different than everyone in my family, why I'm like, why I do the things that I do. It's just, it's incredible. So we're going to get into my chart, kind of how I, I learned about it, how you can take your chart and then interpret your own signs. Um... I think astrology is such a valuable tool in learning more about yourself and realizing like what you want to do with the rest of your life. I know there's a lot of controversy on it and it's not scientifically whatever, but the fact that so many of my placements and the readings that I've had in different interpretations like they're so spot on that i just can't help but put all of my energy and belief into the stars and the sun and the moon because i'm telling you the second that i really like dug into this everything kind of clicked and that's really what sparked my own spiritual journey so let's let's get right into it i have a very interesting birth story, which um, basically my mom was in labor for 22 hours with me. I was sleeping the whole time, just kind of vibing, wasn't really cooperating with anyone. I'm a Taurus son, so stubborn as usual. Um, But they were, so the doctors were, this is important for like where my placements are. So, The doctors were going to, like, I I don't know the exact what was going on behind the scenes, but basically my mom had been in labor for, I think, 20 hours at this point. It was late at night. My mom was, like, exhausted. The doctors were like, okay, we're just going to, like, put this on hold until tomorrow, and then we'll see what to do. So they were going to leave my mother in intense pain for another however many hours, and... They were just going to, like, do a C-section the next day or whatever. And my dad was like, absolutely not. This is done. This child is coming out now, and that's going to be the end of it. So they did an emergency C-section on my mom, which is very important if you are familiar with astrology at all. Your ascendant, which it's your rising sign, it basically rules your entire life It's kind of your outward expression, what people see you as, what, how your mind thinks, and it changes every two hours. I was also born on the cusp of, like, I was born on May 20th at 10.02 p.m., so literally within two hours, I would have been a different ascendant and in a different sign completely, which I think is so interesting when I look at my chart and how like specific things are. It's really crazy because had it not been for my dad saying like no cut the baby out, now we're done, um my entire life could have been completely different. I truly believe that. Like I firmly believe that. So my big three, I am a Taurus son a Sag rising, and a Virgo moon, I believe. Hold on. I don't really pay much attention to my moon because I don't... Yeah, I'm a Virgo moon. I I guess I don't really see it that much. I can feel it in my emotions, but my emotions are something that I'm very, like, in tune with, so I didn't really, you know, play very deep into that. But essentially, Taurus sun, I love like and the thing is too there's a lot of um in my chart specifically there are a lot of like conflicting things here so I am a Taurus sun which is earth energy it's grounding it's stability and then I'm a Sag rising which is like zero stability like fire sign go 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 constantly like just like up in the air traveling no roots at all so it. I think that's why I've struggled for so many years, kind of trying to figure out what I want with my life, because I am genuinely being pulled into completely different directions. So I, my preschool teacher, who is one of the biggest influences in my life to this day, she's still a part of my life. I was just texting her this morning. She's actually in Charleston right now. So she gave me this book called Cosmic Health by Jennifer Okopi. This was before I really I mean, I was into astrology, but never like super deep into it and was just kind of like, oh, this is fun. Let me check what my horoscope is today. This book literally changed my life. I read it last summer. And last summer, I was really at a point in my life where I was like, okay, I don't feel like the path that I'm on and the things that I want to do are really aligning with what my soul's journey is and what my soul really wants me to do. I was like kind of going through the motions, but I didn't really feel like the decisions that I was making were leading to the life that I ultimately truly wanted to live and truly like fill out my soul's passion. So I read this entire book, front cover to back cover. It's 402 pages and it literally decoded... My entire life. If you're looking to get into astrology at all, Cosmic Health, it's on my Amazon storefront. I'll link it down below. But I literally carried this book around with me in my bag, in my pool bag. It, it came everywhere with me for a solid four months. And I was really taking my time reading it because I really wanted to process the information. Um, it's a Bible for astrology. It really, really is. Um, So I read this book, and then I kind of started doing my own research on really how to get into astrology. Um, My first step, I think this is everyone's first step, is download CoStar. I don't love their daily readings because I feel like they're just kind of repetitive and not very intuitive, However, I love their the way that they lay out their charts is very very simple. So, it's just in this block and it's very easy to read. So, quick view at my chart if you know anything about astrology if you don't. Sorry, but I'm a Sagittarius ascendant. It's in my first house which we will also get into. I am like for so I I mean even since my childhood I have always been a free spirit. I never did what anyone else was doing. I was constantly doing my own thing. My parents would like take me and my sister to the park and my sister would go off and play with all of the little kids and I would just kind of sit there playing in the grass doing my own thing. Like always different, always on my own journey, on my own path. I was my like school's only toddler dropout. Like I dropped out of preschool because I like just literally what... Taurus Sun, so stubborn, so stuck in my ways, but I also knew I felt like I knew that I had already done this, I guess. I just have I have very, very vivid memories of my childhood. And I specifically remember when I was in preschool, which this is very funny, I like hated preschool with a burning passion. So it's funny that my preschool teacher, who I'm still in touch with now, has been such a big influence on me. Um I specifically remember one time I all of the the kids in my class were sitting in a circle doing like circle time and reading a book and doing group activities and I refused to join the circle. I refused. I sat with my legs crossed sitting outside of the circle cuz I had just felt like I was past all of this. Like when I was when I'm like when I think back of these memories as a child that I have My brain was, like, thinking the same way, if that makes sense. Like, my brain was thinking like an adult when I was a kid. Very, very weird. I've always been told that I'm wise beyond my years. Never understood it until I got into my chart for astrology. Um, And then I also remember... Everyone was doing their work. I went to a Montessori school, so it was very, like, individualized. You do your own thing. I remember standing by the window one day when it was pouring rain outside, and I just looked out the window for, like, three hours. And I was like, I'm so past this. Like, I'm so, like, I feel trapped here. And I feel like I'm just, like, there was this yearning in me to, like, get out and go and and do other things and explore. But I didn't know exactly what it was because I was too little. So... I am a Sag rising first house. Basically, I, Horoscope Joy, sorry, this is like all over the place. Horoscope Joy is a really good website if you're looking to get into your houses and kind of learn more about what it means, why you do the things you do. So, for me personally, Sagittarius Energy is very, it's very expansive It's very, like, culture-oriented, wanting to experience things and feel life fully. It's about the journey. It's about finding purpose in this life and what are we doing here and let's see everything and soak it all up. So it's, it's expressive. For me, adventure, like, comes first, which is something very interesting because I grew up in a house where I was very anxious. So I was risk averted when I was a kid because I, I had a lot of anxiety. So I felt like this conflicting energy of like, oh, I want to do these things, but I feel like I can't because there was a mental thing going on that I I didn't know about. So never going to like settle down. I want to experience everything really intensely, very optimistic, very full of life force. Um, like, huge ideas and goals, don't want to be responsible for anyone else, like, these are all just things that I'm pulling off of the Horoscope Joy website, and these are, like, fully words that I would use to just describe myself, because I'm telling you it's so spot on, okay? Independence, love of travel, um, a very positive attitude, struggling to find out what life means, just very expansive, energy that wants to feel everything and, and see everything ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is a very expressive, like energy planet. Um, so it's like just a lot of a lot of adventure, a lot of feeling everything that life has to offer. And I didn't really tap into that part of myself up until the past year. Because before then, I was so terrified of doing those things, even though I knew that they felt right, because I was so incredibly anxious and was letting my anxiety get in the way of everything, which is why I've made it a priority after, like, over the past few years to really, like, hold myself and hold control over the thoughts in my head that way I can really fulfill these these longings that I have inside of me because of my chart. And I don't have to be balancing like my comfort zone with the things that I actually want to do because I truly don't want to have a comfort zone. That was the anxiety talking. The vast majority of my life, I spent listening to the voice in my head that was in my anxiety and not the voice in my head that was my intuition. I think when it comes to astrology, a lot of it has to do with your intuition and Tuning into it and feeling it and really listening to your like I, when I think of my intuition I think of my soul. It's like what does my soul actually want? What is it telling me? Why do I get this light and this fire inside of me when I watch Mamma Mia every time? Like why do I feel that when Young Donna is going out and doing her thing and exploring and experiencing and seeing all of these beautiful places? Like why do I feel that that spark so deeply? Why? Do I feel, like when I scroll through my Pinterest boards, why do I love seeing all of these incredible places and creating these beautifully, aesthetically pleasing boards? Like, why do I love that? It, It's literally all there in black and white on CoStar. So, sad rising, huge, huge part of me. My Taurus side, that is my sun sign. So, very, very strong, like, bull energy. I am a very stubborn person. <laughs> I uh, there's the love of nature, the love of experiencing nature. That's really very common throughout my chart, which I think is very interesting since I did go to a Montessori school and I was really taught to learn. I was taught about experiencing nature and and planting things and enjoying the world and the earth and living off of the earth. And I think that's very apparent in my chart. I mean, clearly on Horoscope Joy. This is a direct quote from Horoscope Joy. There is a storm going on inside the back of her mind. I think that is so powerful. So, Taurus' sun is very calm on the outside, very composed. And on the inside, there's a lot going on there's a lot of there's a lot of energy there's a lot of power there's a lot of just energy there um, they appreciate comfort more than anything they love nice things i always ever since I was a kid i i mean I grew up in an upper middle class family, and we've always you know i've been very blessed to live the life that I've lived but I've always had this appreciation for like nicer things and I always felt like that was a bad thing. Like I never knew why my mom was never a super big brands person, neither was my dad. And I never knew why I was always very not like brand oriented, but I just really liked nice, quality, beautiful things. Like making like interior design, making things beautiful like, that's why I love social media and content creation so much. It's because I can create beautiful things and, and make them all look really, really nice together. And I always felt like that was like a bad thing. Like that was me being snooty or stuck up or like, you know, daddy's money kind of energy, but it's just, I really appreciate things that are quality and things that are beautiful. And I, you know, I felt bad for that a lot of my life, but it's in the stars, baby. It's in the stars. Um, very feminine, artistic. Taurus is ruled by Venus. So my big two are Jupiter and Venus. So Venus is very love-oriented, very passionate and, and soft, yet you know beautiful and, and lots of really artistic, beautiful, creative energy. And then you've got Jupiter, which is very like... <laughs> enthusiastic and exploration and want to go out and see everything. So when you combine those two together of the exploring and the, be like, adventure, traveling, plus the beauty of everything and wanting to, like, see that, that's why I had, like, that switch flip in my head of, like, I need to go to all of these places and I need to see all of these things. And I felt like, you know, we can get into, like, north and south node too, but my south node is Sag. So I, uh, you know, in past lives have really led a very, you know, seeing the world and doing all of these things and whatever. And now I'm kind of fighting with that, like, Taurus energy of, like, wanting comfort and wanting to have a grounded space versus my ascendant Sag, which is, like, Going out and exploring and doing all of these things, so like I'm working on the balance between it, but there's there's a lot there's a lot there <laughs> um, let's see, oh, the other thing that I was looking at is Gemini, hold on, I believe it was something with money, and I thought it was very, very interesting because I am not the kind of person, hold on, I need to look this up. I have never cared about money. I have never saw joy in like, like really say, I just, I don't see, I see value in money, but I don't, I feel like it's energy and it, it comes and goes and it passes. My chart specifically is very interesting. So I have Sagittarius, which is a fire sign. Very like, Let's do it, get it done, explore, feel, experience, all of it. Then I have Aquarius in my second house, which, water sign, very, you know, free-flowing, beautiful, feminine energy, okay? So, I'm reading this right off the Horoscope Joy website. (laughs) They don't pay attention to a stable financial life, neither are they emotionally connected with their money. They rather see their financial resources as something that helps them live and go on adventures. So they love taking advantage of any opportunity according to their lifestyle. So I, this is why I love astrology so much and I think it's so interesting, is this idea that my son, sign Taurus, stable, grounded, knows what she wants, knows how to get it. And then I've got these other forces of Sagittarius and Aquarius which are like free and do all of these beautiful things and travel and explore and we don't care about money. We don't need money. We'll just use it to do things that we want to do. And it's just so funny to me because my I've done readings on my entire family and a lot of my friends too. And it's so interesting to me because no one has placements like I do. I got into astrocartography too, which I feel like we need a whole separate podcast episode on astrocartography. It's it's basically, you know, you have different points throughout the world where you experience things better and it, it's crazy, but it so aligns. Um, but everyone in my family, they're all more like earth. My parents are both very earth signs. My dad's a Capricorn sun. My mom's an Aquarius sun, but she is a Virgo rising. So, very grounded, very, like, financially stable. My dad's got the money mind, you know, business oriented. And Katie's also very, she's an Aries son, but she's also very, like, money hungry, like, you know, wants to save, wants to build her capital and whatever. And then I'm over, once again, on an island completely by myself, where I literally don't care at all. (laughs) Like, I just see money as it just comes and it goes and it's energy and we bring it in and then we release it. And like, everyone in my family looks at me like I'm crazy, but that's just how I see it. And I cannot see, which is why I think astrology is so interesting, is like, I cannot see money the way that they see it. I can't see the financial, like, like, being stable, like, buying a house, and, and investing, and doing all these things, like, they find so much value, and so much joy in it, like, like, my parents, the other day, it was really, really nice outside, and they were mulching, and, like, doing, like, the, the beds and stuff around the house, and they were both so excited, and I was like, oh my god, that looks like so much work, and they're like, no, like, this is, like, this is what we've built our life around, is this owning this home and creating this stable, grounded life. And it's funny because when we're on vacation, I have the feeling that they have when they're, you know, doing the housework and doing the gardening work. When we're going places and like, the past year when I was traveling, like, that was my spark. That was, like, feeling like, experiencing the new things and, and seeing different places and going and swimming with seals in La Jolla Cove. Like, that lit me on fire the way that this grounded place lit them on fire and my mom when we're out traveling all she wants to do is come back home all she wants to do is come back to her house and and do her little routines and and use her little pine salt like she loves it and it makes her and running her little errands makes her so happy and for so long i was kind of like why do i feel this specific way when everyone else feels this way and then once i looked at our charts and how deeply conflicted they were I was like oh my god that makes so much sense like I don't have to be upset or feel bad that I don't see things the way that they see them because I'm just quite literally I'm wired differently (laughs) I'm made differently than everyone else and it's it's very very interesting to to really really get into that and to appreciate appreciate that okay let's see Gemini Gemini for me is in my sixth house, which, and that's also my north node. So I haven't really gotten into the north node yet. I feel that I align much more with my rising sign. Um, Your north node is essentially, Dara Dubonet has a really good... Um, she did a podcast episode with Kenzie Burke on this, and she explains it a lot better than I do. But it's basically, your North Node is kind of your journey for this life. It's where you can look to when you feel lost and confused and you're not really sure what you want to do. And then your South Node is where you've been in past lives and things that you've already accomplished. And it's you're supposed to use your North Node and all of your other placements to kind of heal the karmic cycle that was... Your south node, if that makes sense. (laughs) So, my north node in Gemini essentially is which it aligns very much with the Sag energy. So, my main lesson from my north node in this life is to become open to new things, being open to new experiences, traveling, seeing new techniques, hearing from new people, experiencing other people's cultures challenge to take a different approach and a different view of life and just really examine everything and experience everything before I, like, come to conclusions and draw conclusions. So, as you can see, this is why freedom and independence is such a huge, a huge thing for me. Here's where it gets interesting for me. My rising is Sagittarius. However, my south node is also Sagittarius. So in this life, I, you know, across the board, across everything in my chart, it's very, I want to experience new things and find different places and travel and really just like squeeze out everything that this life has to offer. However, um, my south node Sag means that I have the urge to escape and to run away, and thinking that rebelling against what everyone else does is going to be a way of freedom for me, which, <laughs> yeah, um, so that's going to be something that I'm going to battle with my entire life, is this idea of finding the freedom and experiencing life to its fullest, but not in the sense of like trying to run away from things that are hurting or things that don't feel good. It's more of like having those experiences come from a good place, if that makes sense. Um, so then I have cancer in my seventh house, which from what we've discussed so far, um, very freedom-oriented, right? Very, I want to go and do my own things on my own terms and whatever. Now, people with cancer in their seventh house are very family-oriented, which I am. I love my family more than anything in the entire world. They're the most important people to me. Yet, they don't see life the way that I see it, and they don't want to do the thing, the same things that I want to do, which is totally okay. However, for me, to fulfill these, you know, longings of my soul, that means leaving them, and I think that's why it is so hard for me to even think about leaving, you know, and it's gonna happen, and everything, you know, I have had 20 beautiful years with them, and it is time to move on and go to my next journey, but I was watching Shits Creek last night, the finale, and I just, like, sobbed my eyes out. Like, like, for the entire finale, I just cried and cried, and then I cried myself to sleep because I was like, oh my god, pretty soon, if you haven't seen Shits Creek, it's basically the last episode is where they all kind of go on their own way and part, part ways and do their own thing, and I was just sobbing my eyes out, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so hard within my soul. And that's kind of in the place where I, that I'm working through right now of like, at what point do, because I have to sacrifice something, right? We're not always going to be happy with absolutely everything in our lives. There's got to be give and take. There's opportunity cost. <laughs> um, so there's going to be a point where I'm going to need to leave the people that I love most and leave my little routines and and you know, walk away from me, my mom, and Katie sitting on the couch every night and watching like Schitt's Creek and Modern Family and Grey's Anatomy and all of our nightly shows together. And there's going to be a time where I can't just call my mom and tell her to you know meet me at Costco and we'll go run errands together. And you know, as as nice as that is and as fulfilling as that is, there's still a hole in me that hasn't been filled from this lack of freedom, essentially, and this lack of experience and and exploring and really feeling things deeply. And I think it's going to be so hard for me to step out of this phase of my life and into the next phase of my life because I know what I have to do. I know that the cancer side of me was this past 20 years and I know that the next 20 years of my life are going to be the Sagittarius and the Aquarius taking over of like the exploring and the finding the beauty and everything and really feeling out this life. But I, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I really don't. Um, but as we're talking about astrology, I think it's good for me to know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling and and to know that yes, this is the right decision for me because this is what I was put on this earth and destined to do. For this life, these are the karmic cycles that I need to fill. These are the things that I need to experience in order to, you know, pass through onto the next life wherever it's gonna take me. And I need to be okay with the fact that it is going to be difficult to to leave the people that I love and to, you know, not be as attached as I once was. It's also very interesting, too, because Cancer in the Seventh House is, like, a lot about, like, marriage and finding a life partner, and my Sag side just doesn't see that happening. I don't want to be responsible for anyone else's emotions. I don't want to be responsible for another person, period. I want to be responsible for myself and my dog and wherever we go together. (laughs) I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Let's go into Virgo Moon. So Virgo moon is very problem-solving and, you know, analytical, can really dig deep into problems and find solutions to them. Um, Yeah, so that's my (laughs) chart, essentially. Um, Those are the things that really, like, very much so stick out to me. Um, I'm dropping things, hold on. So my moon in Virgo is really where, like, also philosophy is very big throughout my chart. I'm a very philosophical person. I love finding meaning in everything, like, absolutely everything, from the smallest bird passing me to a a little ant crawling across my path, like, very, very, very philosophical. So, Virgo moon, there's, you know, lots of emotions, <laughs> finding security in in philosophy and education. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there. So how can you translate this into your life and finding what is going to work for you? If you have any of the same signs as me, interpret those however you see fit. Um, I would first go into costar and get your basic chart then do some googling okay i love the website um horoscope joy i really like hold on there's one with astro cartography that i love okay it's called astro seek i will put a link in the description box or like the show notes of this episode with these links and i can also do a blog post on it too So, uh, horoscopes.astroseek, that deals a lot with astrocartography, but it also has, you know, you can just go through and put your birth information and then read through what your specific things mean. For me, I really like going deeper, okay? So, I like to go through bit by bit and, like, really do my research on what each specific placement means. So, like, what does it mean to have my Ascendant in Sagittarius? What What does that look like? Google it, take some notes, and then look up what does Sagittarius in the first house mean? Google it, and then you can really start to get a better picture of why you do the things that you do and why you are the way you are. You'll be surprised at how much everything really will align for you. Oh my gosh, I keep hitting this mirror. My second step would be, if you were really, really into this and you really want to do more research about it, cosmic health. I'm telling you this book, the Bible for all things astrology. Jennifer not only talks about like astrology and, you know, what your signs mean and whatever, she like relates it into how you can take that information and then like relay it into the rest of your life and how you can heal your body and heal generational trauma she has this whole like section let me find it on Here it's on page 120 if you get the book on your grandmother living inside of you and generational trauma okay generational trauma is a real thing when your grandmother was pregnant with your mother you were already inside of your mother and you were inside of your grandmother. So that means that whatever you were experiencing, like whatever your grandmother was experiencing during her pregnancy, whatever wh- happiness, joy, pain, grief, sorrow, whatever she was experiencing, you experienced that energy too. For good, for bad, whatever. You have to take that and work with it and either heal it and move on or embrace it and, and feel it. Because think about it, it, it makes sense when your mother was conceived and was a growing little fetus when a fetus is growing and the ovaries are growing inside of the fetus that is you you are an egg in there that's like you are already there okay so then with that being inside of your grandmother <laughs> you experience everything from an energetic level it's it's a spiritual energy transfer if that makes sense. So, it gets into the psyche and all of these very, very deep things, but I'm telling you, this book changed my entire view on, like, honoring my own desires and translating that into what I want my life to look like. So, really, you know, I kind of wasn't embracing these deep feelings that I was feeling of wanting to do things and go out of my comfort zone and travel and whatever because I was comfortable where I was and I I was just kind of trying to do what everyone else in my family was doing. Get a normal job, go do normal things, be a normal person, whatever. It didn't work. <laughs> Clearly that didn't work very well. So the second I kind of started to like switch my mindset and honor my own desires, even with just within the past year has been such a learning curve for me. And I've gone through so many different energetic releases and and shifts in my, you know, spirituality and consciousness. And I've learned so much about myself through knowing why I am the way that I am and how the stars are influencing me and how the planets are influencing me to do the things that I do in my everyday life. It sounds crazy, but, but really when you think about it, okay, when, if you're an astrology, skeptic, well, if you're an astrology skeptic, you've clearly have already clicked out. However, when you think about astrology from a macro level, right? And we're these little tiny beings on this beautiful blue planet, right? And we are brought into this world through an insane miracle of women being able to foster souls and bring new life into the world which is something insane of itself and you look at this specific solar system how could the planets that are in this system not have an effect on you and on your mind and on your soul and on the creation of that that beautiful little being that is you right i just it makes so much sense to me and that's kind of how my mind works and if it doesn't make sense to you, totally fine. Do what you have to do to make sense of everything going on. But this really, I'm telling you, if you are at all kind of struggling with, you know, learning more about, you're diving more into your intuition and following your gut instincts and learning more about why you are the way that you are, download CoStar and do the frickin' research, okay? Do some research on... I might make a guide. I might make a little printout guide downloadable thing. I feel like that would be really helpful, although it probably won't come after this episode. I'll let you guys know when it's coming, because I am going to make that, because I think that would be very, very valuable. Um, But I do want to take some time on it, because I did just birth that idea right now. So, I will keep you posted on that. However, I just, I love, astrology. And then we could get into astrocartography, which is even more insane and everything is connected. Truly everything is connected. I believe that we are all connected through source, through the sun, through the earth, and nature and the grass that we walk on every day and the dirt that we walk on. It is truly beautiful and magnificent to me that we are all experiencing this planet right now together. You are listening to this episode for a reason, <laughs> divine timing, I'm telling you. So, dig into it a little bit, do a little bit of research, wait for the printout. <laughs> um, cuz this true, I mean really really getting into my own chart and learning more about myself and why I feel this like yearning to be free and to free my soul and to, you know, tear down all of these walls that I've created for myself. It's all there it really is all there. So that's going to be all for this episode. (laughs) Um, if you have any questions or anything, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Um, I'm always there if you need a little guidance or a little, what do I do next? Because I want to learn more about this, but there's a lot going on. I totally get it. (laughs) Totally get it. Um, yeah. Happy May. Let's, let's make this a really good month about exploring more about ourselves, learning more about ourselves, and really feeling everything to its fullest. Okay, yeah, that's going to be all. I love you so much. Wishing you such a happy, beautiful, love-filled rest of your day. Okay, goodbye.